You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in this here show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. Yes, I promise there will be a live thing again at some point. It's just every day is an excuse. And as long as I have an excuse, I'm not doing it. (laughs) No, they're good excuses. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I think we're going to do what we did before, which is kind of just stay with the newer calls. If we can get through them, we'll go back to the top, but we're probably going to end up skipping them because last, yesterday we had four and only did four calls. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine to get through today. But anyways, Kyle from Madison is up first. Kyle, what's going on, man? Ryan. Hey. Kyle from Madison. What's up, buddy? Sure is. What's up? So, game just ended a couple hours ago. I want to give a call. Uh, first thing, I think Wilson has been a great story running back, and I don't know if he's going to make the team or not, so this isn't necessarily a slight on him, but watching A.J. Dillon for a couple of those runs, I mean, it does put into focus the talent gap between our number two and whoever our number three is. I mean, dude is just different. Yeah. That 14-yarder he had right out of the gate. And I think that's true a lot of these guys. You know, I mean, Malik Heath has done some impressive things. Like, he'll put his body on the line and catch those contested passes. But, I mean, you want to put him in a in, in a comparison with a guy like Christian Watson. It's, it's, there is no universe on planet Earth where Malik Heath can reach the level of talent that Christian Watson has. It's just, it, there's, there's no chance. You know what I mean? Well, you do, because that's the point of your call. But I was actually just thinking about that today. I mean, it's it's such a great story when an undrafted free agent kind of steps into his own, and some of these guys can really make a, a solid career for themselves. But I mean, you're seeing the absolute peak of their peak of their potential, and you've got some of these guys that come out of college and they're so unbelievably gifted. And I'm not even necessarily talking about Christian Watson, but some of these guys they come out and they're real good right out of the gate because they just have so much raw talent. Like I don't know how to play in the NFL yet; I have a ton to learn, but I can win. I mean, Lucas Van Ness is probably that way. He's super raw. He doesn't know jack about, you know, compared to what he's going to know in three or four years being in the NFL, he knows nothing. But he'll go out and he'll win. That'll be a thing that happens. And yeah, you're right. When you look at Emmanuel Wilson, it's like he did some cool stuff. But there's he just can't touch. And that's not to say guys like Dylan can't crash and burn in the NFL and just be bad. But you watch the things that Dylan can do, and you just realize... There's a reason this guy was a second round pick because almost nobody else in the NFL can do that thing that he just did. Like physically impossible. I mean, th- that was for real. Um, so that was kind of a glaring thing. Yep. As far as love, I mean, man, you got to like what he's doing out there. I thought he was, this was my favorite of his games. I just thought All right. he fought through it, figured out a way to move the sticks. He yeah. looked great on his feet. And I think we're getting to the point where we have a little bit of a sample size now. Agreed. And there's two things that jump out at me 
as overwhelmingly positive. One is every time they have the gotta have a drive, they know they're coming out of the game, you know, uh, they want to end in a touchdown in every single game they've been able to do that. So I think that's really cool. That's as close as you can get to simulating kind of a gotta have it drive. And I thought that they're three for three. Um, the other trend that I think we can, we can kind of see clearly now is if, if Jordan Love sees the DB turn around and has his back. Oh yeah. He's going the quarterback. There. Love is going to put that thing in there and trust his arm and trust the receiver to make a play. Yeah, We've seen it several times. And I think he learned that from, I mean, it's probably a big NFL thing, but I, I have a feeling he learned that from Rodgers. Because that was one of the things I saw somebody kind of breaking down like a Rodgers thing, and that's that's his that's why he likes go balls. Because when his guy's running that DB's back is turned, that's a low risk throw as much as it seems like a high risk throw because it's a it's a high difficulty throw and it's close coverage it feels like a pass that could easily be picked but that that corner unless you're dealing with like a sauce gardener or some high level high caliber guy there's a very low chance he's gonna feel when that ball's coming turn his body around find the ball and grab it and come down with it more often than not, these guys are just fighting for their lives, and, and they're just going to wave their hands around and try to swat it out of the air. That ball's not getting picked, though. So, yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that as well. When he sees, like, a 50-50, and again, that, and again, that's a very Rodgers-y thing, which maybe is good, maybe is bad, but it's, it's kind of worked out to our benefit so far, largely on the backs of our wide receivers, because I think Jordan hasn't necessarily put the ball always in the best spot. Sometimes they're pretty good, sometimes not. But even when it's not, the, the wide receivers have done a good job of bailing them out and coming back and grabbing it. And as you notice, again, they reach over the back of the DB, right? They're facing them, then they reach over their head and grab the ball off of their back and, and haul it in, because that DB's not going to turn around. Last thing you want is to turn around to find the ball just to realize that the ball is way down the field and now you just lost the guy. You time that wrong where you peek your head around, wide receiver's gone. Where'd he go? I don't know. That's why what you're going to see is, is rather than that, you're, you try to push them out of bounds. You kind of get sly and try to hook their arm with your arm so they can only get one hand up. It's not going to be a pick. So, yeah, I think I think Jordan probably got a lot of that from Rodgers, realizing that it's a kind of a low-risk throw with, with a high payoff, and he's he's taking advantage of those. Times now, including the uh, a touchdown against the Bengals and then today as well. Like, he sees that DB out of position turn around back to him at any point, and he's going to air that thing out yeah. and trust his guy to make a play. Yeah, I mean, if if he knows the ball will get there before the safety does, and it's just a true 50-50, I mean, it's it really is a, a low-risk, high-reward play. I mean, yeah, it, it could be an inter- incompletion for sure. Probably a higher percentage chance that it's an incompletion. But that's still very tempting, especially when you've got the bravado that he does, and he really does. Like, he has a lot of confidence. He is similar to Rodgers, which seems silly because, you know, everybody else looks at him and is like, dude, you haven't proved Jack. You played in a small conference. You played like garbage. Not, I'm not saying this. This is the narrative. You played like garbage. You came into the NFL. You look like garbage. Like, where would this confidence possibly come from? You're just bad. You've always been bad. You think you'd be more timid. He's not. He genuinely, I, I, I get the impression based on his play style, he, he thinks he's freaking Pat Mahomes. It's crazy looking at some of these throws that I didn't even notice in live time. I just saw somebody posted one on Twitter, the pass to Christian Watson. It was incomplete, but he's got both feet in the air, completely torquing his body, and that ball was on the on the money. 
I mean, it was a little late because the DB was there and the coverage was tight and all that, but still, just the ability to make that throw. And he does it so casually. I mean, he, he might be way off, but I, I'm telling you, he, he thinks he's freaking Pat Mahomes. And, oh, I thought he looked, I thought he looked really good, man. I thought he was really difficult to defend. I liked how he was smart with his runs. Um, and, and pretty, pretty spry out there, pretty elusive, actually. Just, just elusive enough to pick up those key third downs. So, want to get your thoughts on that. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, so I gave my thoughts, I guess. But, um, you know, as far as the overall assessment on Jordan Love, it's kind of interesting because on one hand, I didn't get the consistency I was looking for, and on the other hand, I did. Right? I mean, he was, he was on one hand, consistently inconsistent. There was still that slow start every single week. But like you said, now that we have a large sample size, it all, even though there were a couple like, eh, that wasn't great kind of throws, I think you can stitch those three games together, call it nearly a game's worth of performance, and say that's not a bad performance. And so in a way, that is consistency. He has consistently, over three games, performed at at a good to acceptable level. You know, the fear of seeing it one time is saying like, okay, he graded out okay largely because he threw that one touchdown, but there were some pretty shaky throws there. But you get three games where there's like probably one pretty glaringly bad throw, but also ends in a touchdown all three times with, you know, being able to move the ball down the field in each situation. And yeah, that, that for me too, builds a level of confidence. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still very nervous. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, I don't know what we're going to get from Jordan Love. This could still be a disaster, but everything that we've had so far has been positive. I mean, the, the, the PFF grades have been positive. The, what I've seen personally, I think was positive. And I, and I think I've been overly critical the way a lot of fans are overly critical. You know, we, we always feel like when we make a mistake, we're the only idiots making that mistake. At least that's how some fans, myself included, operate. You know, Jordan Love throws an Aaron pass, and it's like, oh, come on, dude, what the heck was that? Please don't suck like this. Then you watch Aaron Rodgers go out, and he throws like three of those. Like, what the heck was that? But you don't think about it, because it's Rodgers. Like, yeah, he does that sometimes. It's not a big deal. He'll be fine. And again, this is uncharted territory. In the past, you see Rodgers throw a bad pass, and you're like, come on, Rodgers, you jag off. But you know it's still Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to bounce back. Maybe not in this game, but eventually he'll be Aaron Rodgers again. We don't know what Jordan Love is. He might just be bad all the time. So yeah, for me, I see that pass, and it's like, oh, no, he's going to suck, isn't he? Please don't be that guy. Not realizing or not thinking clearly that this is a very common thing. I mean, I've watched other people in the preseason, like they're trying to hit those deep balls and the ball just sails out of bounds. And I realized as I saw it, this was, it might have even been the, the Giants game. I think it was the Giants quarterback or something that did it. Um, I don't know. But I watched that and it's like, wait a minute. I've seen that happen probably over a hundred times, trying to hit the deep ball and it sails too far out of bounds. I don't think Jordan Love's ever done that. His ball is always on the line. It's just a matter of, is it a little underthrown? And I, I'm starting to think Jordan is, is erring on the side of underthrowing because he, he does trust his receivers to be able to come back. Now, obviously, accuracy, you know, being accurate would be ideal. Throw it, there's no chance. If you underthrow it, there is a chance. Because most of his passes have been, you know, if you want it to be perfect, it should have been further rather than the alternative. At least at least recently, you know, this, this offseason. But no, I mean... I, Everything has been consistent. I mean, even even if you look at the, the film breakdowns. And again, I'm always skeptical of the film breakdowns because I'm, I'm watching it and they're saying nice stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I need to know what you're saying in comparison to what you're saying about other people. Because if you're saying the same stuff about, you know, Mac Jones, then I don't really care what you're saying. 
So there becomes like a, a baseline that you need to establish with these film breakdown guys. Because, you know, it's, it all sounds great, but you don't know. But, but then again, like, you know, every, the hype on Justin Fields, just from around the NFL, or excuse me, Jordan Love, I'm thinking Justin Fields because I was thinking of, a, of another clip that I was about to reference. But people watch him and they're like, dang, he looks good. And I'm kind of sitting here like, really? Yeah, I mean, he does. But And maybe that's that spoiled Aaron Rodgers fan thing where we've been fans of Hall of Famers for a long time. We're like, that's just kind of the expectation, isn't it? Which, by the way, is why my goal in the very near future is to pick out like five quarterbacks that are sort of mid-tier acceptable and watch them play just to get a baseline, right? Even good quarterback. Like, I want to watch Joe Burrow. And then I want to watch like Kirk Cousins. And then I want to watch, you know, Daniel Jones and just kind of get a baseline of, okay, what does it look like? Because again, I'm, I'm, and maybe this is just me, I'm in panic mode where I see an errant pass and I'm like, oh no, it's going to be a disaster. I don't want to do this. I'm psycho that way. But anyways, the, the, with the film breakdown and stuff, a lot of people are watching Jordan and they're like, no, I mean, the, the footwork looks great. The, 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 the release looks great, you know? Everything about it looks good. You know, Dusty Evely, I just saw, I didn't watch the video yet, but he put out a video that covered 18 throws and that he made 18 good decisions, I think is what it was. I don't mean to misquote him, but that's a narrative that we've heard this whole time about guys that are breaking down the film. And that is when you look at the, the way the play is designed, he went where he was supposed to go. That is so unbelievably huge. That piece is massive. That alone is giving me more confidence than anything. But again, it's like, well, you know, would you say that about everybody? But then you look at, like, Justin Fields, somebody posted, here's every one of his throws against the Buffalo Bills. You read the comments of that? Dude, he is getting eviscerated. And it's not just Packer fans. Granted, it's a lot of Packers and Vikings fans in there. But it's, it's, it's fans from all over the NFL who are looking at it like, dude, I thought this guy was good. What is with his throwing motion? That is garbage. What is with his release? Why is he staring down receivers? Has it, somebody else was asking, like, did he go to a second read ever in these throws? Like, it's it's basic stuff that people are looking at, picking apart. Like, this guy's just fundamentally, this was bad. Not just the, the throws not being exactly where they're supposed to be. Just fundamentally, from a conceptual standpoint of how a quarterback should look and what the decisions and all that stuff should be, this is kind of a mess. And everybody watched it. And yes, it's just a preseason game, but, but these are big issues. And, and it's the exact opposite for Jordan Love than it is for Justin Fields, where you look at both of them and say, it's just a preseason, you never know. But fundamentally, if you're telling me Jordan Love mechanically looks great, fundamentally looks great in terms of he understands the fundamentals of the offense and, and exactly what he's supposed to do. He's even doing sort of an, an advanced thing where it's like he knows exactly how, what the offense is doing, exactly what the defense is doing, and then thinks ahead to that next step where he's going to look off that safety. Because he knows he's going to throw to the left because that's where the advantage is. I've got a guy over here, but I need to freeze the safety so that I can boom, throw it. And then, again, it's like, it's, it's instant. He sets his, you know, turns his body, sets his feet, boom, one throwing motion. You, 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 just simple stuff, not, but, but not simple at the same time, where, again, you've got, um, I forget his name, but just going through, like, the, the, the hitches and the three-step and this, and the, 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 like, it, this is exactly what you're supposed to do, and he does it. Like, fundamentally, he's got all the pieces down. Now, at the end of the day, you got to throw an accurate pass, and if he can't do that, then that's problematic. And we still don't know necessarily what he can do under pressure, but if you're telling me that his fundamentals are as good as people are saying they are, and his understanding of the offense and the concepts and things are as good as people are saying they are, we are in fantastic shape, and, and conversely, you look at Justin Fields, and if, if what people are saying is true, 
and I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a quarterback guru, but just what people are saying about him. This is laymen in the comment section, as well as people breaking down film. And I only know what people say because I got Bears fans sending me videos like, oh yeah, look, these guys say he looks good. And I watch the video and they don't say he's good. They're talking about bad footwork and bad mechanics, bad throwing motion. And that was another thing. His, slow, his throwing motion is so slow. I mean, the, the NFL is so fast. If, if you add extra time to your throwing motion, first of all, you're going to have more tip passes. You're giving you know defensive linemen more time to get their hands up. But also you're telegraphing to DBs and linebackers and safeties what you're doing. It's also just a half a step. I mean, it's it's minuscule, but a, a half a tick longer for a for a pass rusher to get to you. Whether that's a sack or a hit or or knocking the ball out of your hand, then there's accuracy issues on top of everything else, and you know, not going through progressions is a problem. So again, I don't know what's going to happen, but as I just sit back and listen to what people are saying about the foundation, that's what gives me the most confidence. It's not. How good were his throws in the preseason necessarily? It's people that really analyzed it and said the foundation is is perfect. Because now if we're simply just looking at this and saying if he can just throw an accurate ball, we've got ourselves a fantastic quarterback. That's the that's the last hurdle left. That's that's it. Then maybe there's going to be some issues if there's pressure. <laughs> okay. And we're going to spend every dollar we have on offensive line. I don't give a crap. That's it? That's all we got to do? We got a Jalen Hurts this guy, put him behind a wall of an offensive line, and we, we got ourselves a Super Bowl caliber team. Done. Again, I'm not predict, uh, predicting necessarily. I'm, ju- I'm just explaining my level of confidence, essentially, and where it's coming from. Hey, what's up, Ryan? What's up? Your buddy, Ryan. Yes, sir. I'm feeling 11-6 and six for the Packers this year, and All I right. know a lot of people are going to say that is generous. That might be going too far, but I do believe in this team. I think, you know, three games, maybe they do kind of lose handily. And maybe three games they lose kind of close. Out of the 11 they win, I'm saying six they win decisively. Not blowouts, but comfortably. And then I'm saying they can pull out five of those wins in close games. I think Jordan Love will come up to play. He will relish that situation where he has to come through in the end. And hopefully Anders Carlson can make most of the important kicks. It's going to be a real adventure. He is scaring me. I think he should have a short leash. Um you know, if he costs us a couple games, he's got to go, in my opinion. we got to get somebody else. But, yeah, I'm calling 11-6 and six and uh, playoff berth for the Packers. We'll see where it goes. Have a good one. Yeah, the crazy thing about it, if you really think about it, is how close NFL games are. You know, it's not like college football where this team will clearly dominate that team. I mean, blowouts are relatively rare. <clears throat> And close games and and upsets are much more likely than than they they should be when you listen to the, the the conversations about like this is an elite team like you take the best team and the worst team the gap is not that big and so when you look at that you realize it it is a lot of the time going to come down to your kicker missing that kick or you know the defense not necessarily being on the same page or 
maybe just a couple fundamental mistakes between Jordan Love and a wide receiver. Like things can look good and you're still not quite getting over the hump. You know, you're losing by two, you're losing by three. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not predicting that, but you can see a scenario where that's the case, right? The margins are so small that you can be a team that essentially, you look at the Patriots, well, you know, one of their big formulas is just being the team that makes the least mistakes. And that really works to their advantage. You miss less tackles than the other team. You turn over the ball less than the other team. You have less penalties than the other team. A lot of the time, that's enough, right? We're not going to miss field goals. We're not going to drop passes. It's it's just we're not going to shoot ourselves in the foot, and we're going to let the other team shoot themselves in the foot more so than us, and that'll be how we win this game. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about Jordan. I'm excited about the wide receivers. I'm excited about the offensive line and the pass rush and all these different things. But... A lot of it is really just going to come down to, you know, in these razor-thin margin areas, are we going to be able to come out on top? Are we going to be able to make less mistakes, miss less field goals, drop less passes, you know, um, less errant decisions by the quarterback, uh, less miscommunications by the defense, which seems to be a problem, not necessarily understanding things, less missed tackles, which always seems to be... A problem for our team or at least recently has been i don't know and that's the one thing that kind of makes me nervous but um we'll see because again i don't know the the dna of this team right now i don't know what what their makeup is i don't know how they're going to bounce back i don't know how they're going to start games finish games you know what happens when you're down by three and you know it's going to be tough yeah i was there just hey calling reaction to both, I guess, the Packers game and the Jets game. Sure. Um, because, well, I didn't really get to watch much of the Packers game because NFL Plus absolutely is garbage. And even though I paid for the service, it wouldn't let me watch the game. Um, nice. And then eventually I got that figured out and saw the touchdown to Christian Watson. But it's just like that. I, was, I can't remember if that was two or three drives in. And so I missed the beginning of it. But it seems that. Jordan Love takes a drive or two, and then it becomes unstoppable. And he's been playing against starters. And so that's really good to see. Um, it would be nice to see, like, right off the bat get going. But, hey, I'll take it. Um, and then the Jets game. So the Giants rested all of their starters. So the Jets, all of their starters were going up against the Giants second and third stringers and the Jets were struggling they could not move the ball except for penalties mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers overthrew like two tight ends Randall Cobb and the only time they ever did really do anything was like a screen pass there was nothing like deep down the field or typical Aaron Rodgers throws um, or it was a penalty of, from him trying to force feed Garrett Wilson. Um, so, like you said in the podcast, very reminiscent of a certain time in Green Bay. Um, and it's definitely looking like everything that we've kind of been frustrated about for a while. And um, but hey, you know it's. It's the same offense. Um, yeah. 
Matt LaFleur is not changing things. It's just that things change. Um, no, but it's, it's just watching that. It's just like the Jets have no idea what they're in for. If, the, if their great offense was struggling against the Giants, second and third stringers, that, to be fair, the first stringers aren't very good. So their second and third stringers are almost locking them up except for penalties. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, but yeah, that was a really nice touchdown pass. Like, the pass to Garrett Wilson over the defender's head was absolutely beautiful and pinpoint and great and typical Aaron Rodgers. But so you can't ignore everything else up to that point. Right. Yeah, he got cut off and he's going to call back. But, um, you know, that that was more or less my assessment. I mean, it's it's his first outing, you know, and um, I think it's preseason for him just like for everybody else. In fact, I didn't even look at what he graded at. I didn't even consider that. What what was the uh, grade for him? Yeah, they gave him, a, they gave him an 80. Five completions on eight attempts for 47 yards and a touchdown. They gave him two big-time throws in that, which is 22.2%. But anyways, the, the point technically still remains. There's going to be some issues in the preseason. you got to kind of give everybody a little bit of grace with that. We'll see how the regular season goes. But you, you can see sort of the eh, potential issues there, right? I mean, it really does remind me of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae, but just imagine every other thing is worse. Like, Rodgers and Devontae will always be lethal, and Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers will be lethal. But the offensive line and the other weapons around there seem so pathetic that you just wonder how much damage those two can do essentially by themselves. We'll see. Maybe the offensive line steps up. I don't know. But it's a a brutal situation. But anyways, let's finish the uh, call. Come on, click it. There we go. From Aaron. I need to talk less because I keep getting cut off and taking up calls. Um, anyways, so the Jets fans are acting like, oh my gosh, we're on fire. We're so great. And then if you criticize them and say, dude, they're playing second and third stringers and everything up until that one touchdown pass looked awful. They're just like, what are you talking about? You're just a hater. It's like, no, watch the game. Aaron Rodgers threw, uh, overthrew very badly, mind you, overthrew three, at, off, just off the top of my head, three receivers um, on two different drives. Two drives. It's not like this was like the whole first quarter. It was two drives that they overthrew the receiver, that he overthrew that many times and had bad passes. And it's just like he is doing the exact same thing of the Aaron Rodgers tripping. It's like, as a Packers fan, Chets fans, you have no idea what you're in for. So get excited about that one touchdown pass, but don't overlook all the bad stuff that happened. Um, I'm not trying to hate on the Jets. I'm not trying to do anything, but it's just like I'm just seeing everything that the Packers fans have been dealing with for, for so long that it's just the same problem. So you are absolutely right. It did kind of feel like watching the Packers game, um, and not necessarily in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, well, have a good day, Ryan. Bye. Yeah, I mean, if you think about, and, and assuming everybody were to agree with me on this, but if you think about it and say, okay, this looks like a Packers game, does this look like a good Packers game or a bad Packers game? 
Well, we've got Rodgers scrambling for his life. You've got Rodgers overthrowing people, right? Just the ball landing in the middle of the field with nobody there and sailing out of bounds and him yelling at people with his hands on his hips. Generally, that isn't a major recipe for success. It's not to say you can't eke out a win, but it's going to be one of those wins, if it is a win, where Rodgers goes to the podium and talks about the negatives, right? We got to clean this up. This has got to be better. That's got to be better. We can't be doing this kind of stuff. Like, that's best case scenario for those types of games. But again, we'll see. We'll see what the offensive line looks like. We'll see if he ends up with another weapon. How dangerous. I mean, this could be the best quarterback-wide receiver combo in football. We'll see. I, I don't know. But yeah, I was I was surprised to see... Um, I guess that's not really true. It went worse than I was expecting when I went back and watched it later. But I tell you what, we got a couple weeks and the regular season is upon us and all the speculation goes right out the window. Because even if we want to hem and haw and say, yeah, it was bad, but this can change, that can change... A loss is a loss, and a win is a win, and it goes in the column. So the uh, the time for yeah, but kind of goes out the window. No more, it's just training camp, it's just preseason. We can, we can pull the it's just week one card if we want, but that counts just as much as week 16 does. Anyways, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll see what uh, else we got going on here. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Jimmy. What up? Um, I think it's been said before, but I, I wanted to bring up, because I was just having a little daydream, um, how cool would it be if we opened the season with, like, basically the same play we opened last season with, with just a bomb to Watson? Because you were just talking about the Bears loading up the box, taking away the middle of the field, pushing Jordan, or to challenging Jordan to push it down the field. What if we just, like, screw it? Let's just do the same thing we did last year and show everybody that it's a new era and there's going to be a different result. And how cool would it be if it worked? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all. I just I love that idea. Like, you know, just throwing that bomb and he just 
wide open again, but this time he catches it, and we know that this season is going to be different. Go back, go. Yeah, I mean, something you should know about me is I'm a coward. <laughs> so I I see that, and I'm like, nah, I don't start, you know, it's incomplete, then it sets a bad tone. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of go 0 for 1. Now you're second and 10. What are you going to do? You run the ball, and then it's third and eight. Or you could throw again, and that might be incomplete. You know, yeah. you're in Chicago. You know, they're they're going to be so loud. They're going to be so raucous. If that ball gets dropped, dude, oh, or if it's off target, or what if it does get picked? What if, you know, Brisker or something comes across the field and picks that thing off? That's just the worst thing. You know, you get some easy completions. You chip your way down the field. Yeah. But you're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, keep an eye on. Obviously, don't necessarily predetermine it. Could be a terrible coverage, you know, terrible call based on the coverage potentially. But if it if it if you got the look, and if they are, you know, loading up the box, and you know they're going to play single high safety or something, and kind of dare you to push the ball down the field, I have no doubt Jordan Love and Matt Lafleur are going to look at that and go, "Oh yeah, dude, we're we're doing it like a hundred percent." Hey, Ryan. Hey, it's Joe the janitor. What's up? What's going on, man? So, um, want to touch on a couple things. First off, football. Um, so Jordan Love's been doing pretty decent. Uh, three season pre-season games are over now. And I think, um, stat I saw said he has a 109 quarterback rating through, um, three preseason games, and I'll take that. Um, you know, definitely some promise there. Definitely some promise with our young receivers. Right. Second point. Uh, I know I thought we were done with the whole Joe the Janitor being a fraud thing, but clearly we're not. Um, Nico called in and um, was questioning my uh, janitorial duties. Um, Actually, I think Ryan started it, and I was going to let it go. Uh, I believe that you... um, had something to say about my second vacation of the year. Yeah, that's it is. Uh, that doesn't only August, right. almost September, and I have taken two vacations as a lowly janitor. Um, I guess janitors just can't have two vacations, you know. Um, I went with my family to Florida. And, Unemployed janitors, but yeah. And we went to Maine. Um, I live in Connecticut. It's really not that crazy. Two places to go. We drove to both of them. And in Maine, I stayed at my grandparents' place. Regardless, um, I believe that you're questioning the fact that a janitor could go on... Um, Every time you say questioning, I feel like this is going to go in a weird place, but then it doesn't. Vacation two times a year based on um, purely money. Um, me, myself, I might only make eighteen twenty-five an hour, but... It's all good, because I really don't have to work. Let me just clear this up again. Um, and this is definitely not bragging. It's kind of pitiful. But my um, my wife is a lawyer. She does medical mispractice law, I believe, I something to do it. with when doctors mess up surgeries. Mm-hmm. So either way, that's, um, that's what she does, and she makes a decent amount of money, and I don't have Why are you janitoring? See, you're not... Look, I'm trying to put it behind us. But you're making it hard. Because I can't envision a world where my wife is a lawyer doing medical malpractice. 
making a boatload of money. And I'm scrounging around trying to find jobs as a janitor. Unless my wife is like, no, you're going to get your butt out the door and you're going to have a job. Which, I mean, I, I wouldn't respond positively to that. But you and I are not <clears throat> necessarily the same person or whatever. Um, but it's like, you know, what, it, what, what, what is it about? The money? Like, I'll stay home and I'll clean the house. You know, I'll cook dinner. I don't care. I'm not going to go get a janitor job just because you think I need to work. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just saying you're opening up the door to more speculation. Maybe you're the lawyer, Joe. Maybe you're the lawyer. You ever think about that? That's work. I used to be an electrician, and I don't want to be an electrician anymore. Um, and we tried the whole stay-at-home dad thing, because that's what I was gonna, supposed to do. You know, we got three kids, but that didn't work out because I'm terrible at it. So, Wait, How are you terrible? What does that even mean? What do you mean you're terrible at it? But I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think what that could possibly mean. Did you start the house on fire? What are you terrible at? I mean, technically, you don't even have to do anything if you don't want to. A stay-at-home dad, your only job is to stay at home. Did you just keep leaving? <laughs> like, the kids were home and you just kept leaving? Like, were you gone all day? Yeah, man, I was at the bar. Aren't you supposed to be watching the kids? What? I didn't... We've talked about this ten times, Joe. You can't leave the kid. I forgot. I don't know. I don't know what that even means. I don't know. I don't know. Look, Joe, this is a Packers podcast. I'm just going to put this out there. You don't have to call in and talk about the Packers, but if you're going to call in and lay out your personal life, just just understand this is how it's going to go every time. Because now I got questions. I didn't have questions. Now I have questions. Everything kind of made sense. I mean, the vacation thing didn't. But you cleared it up. You got a wife that makes a bunch of money. But it just creates more questions. And then you say you tried the stay-at-home thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. You, so you tried it and, and something happened. And, you, and the something is it didn't work. Isn't that the point? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you just need to be busy, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying you're opening up more conspiracies. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing at this point. My wife was sick of me spending your money. And that's why I had to go back to being a janitor, or I had to go into being a janitor, which um, is probably only about two years of uh, entire service as a janitor. I'll still take the title as Joe the janitor, but anyway, that's the story behind that. And well, we got a part two of that, believe it or not. Hey, Ryan. Hey. It's Joe the janitor again. Um, I believe you hung up on me. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. Yeah, you didn't want to hear me talk about this stuff, but no, you know, I, um, yeah, my options were either, um, get a job or I can't play with my dirt bikes and quads anymore. Well, I can, but I don't have money to put parts into them and stuff like that. Oh, so this is hobby money. This is like, this is Joe money. <laughs> this is Joe money. It's not Joe money. Just, just I, never mind. Whatever. I'm, I'm not gonna. That's all right. Fair enough. We got it. That also explains why you have no problem just walking up and like smacking people and getting fired. Which that was another big source of speculation, by the way. Like, I don't think anybody that like really needs work would. I shouldn't say nobody because some people are like that, but 
you know, you would think you'd be a little bit more cautious. But if you don't need it, meh, do what I want. Fair enough. So it's kind of like, it's kind of why I do what I do. You know, chose dinner, drink PBRs, clean some toilets. Um, oh, my God. Speaking of toilets, we had a bad one this weekend. Mm. Super streaky. But what are you going to do? I don't know. Um, you yeah, tell me. What I do? Still drove janitor. Um, definitely not a fraud. I can go on as many vacations as I want. My wife can only take two vacations a year because she's busy. Or we'd probably take more. Not to rub it in, because we're definitely not rubbing it in. I feel like a loser, because I'm the one that doesn't make any money. Except enough to put into my toys. But Joe Jenner signing off. And, oh, by the way, anyone who thinks they deserve two vacations a year, you do. You deserve two vacations <laughs> a year. You work hard enough. Joe Jenner out. Shalom. It's not about deserve, Joe. We're poor. Okay? We can't afford two vacations a year. That's the reason for us being skeptical. But I'm very to hear that, very happy to hear that Joe, the lowly janitor, is actually the Joe, Joe the uh, sugar mama janitor. <laughs> See, now, when, when I have AI create Joe the janitor, I feel like there needs to incorporate this larger story behind it. You know, maybe it's like Joe the janitor mopping up a pile of hundreds, you know, polishing up some gold, gold bars on Dumbo, you know, the ride at Disney. I don't know, just spitballing. Hey, Ryan, this is Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee. And, uh, I was just calling to to update something that probably nobody remembers. But I came on Packernet After Dark, or well, I called into Packernet After Dark a while ago, mm -hmm. very shortly after uh, Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets. And I stated on there, I said, I understand that everybody's angry with them. And everybody has the right to be, but I can't completely cheer against them in the Jets because it would be fun to kind of watch them, you know, kill it over there, and then we kill it over here, and then, you know, just kind of, it'd be good for both parties. That, that was what I said on here, and um, I want to change that. Uh, All right. So, I mean, it really started with them taking a $35 million, you know, pay cut. But anyway, I had a, a discussion with my future brother-in-law, yesterday sure and um i don't know how he gets his information at all um i don't agree with a single thing he says at all regarding <laughs> anything football, ever? but um he uh he seems he seems to be on the he's a he's a titans fan but he seems to be on the side that that roger like on roger's side i'll just say that but, I mean, talking to him or, you know, brought up memories of me talking to folks on Twitter, you know, that's calling Goody all sorts of names. I was like, hold on now. Like, I, I can cheer for Rodgers, but I also can't say that Goody did anything really wrong. I mean, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I, want, I wanted to be on the record. I am um, I'm straight up on the petty train. I, I want to be as petty as possible. Yep. I do not want Rodgers to have a good year. This year, maybe maybe next year after he has a bad year this year, and we get a great pick. Maybe next year when he uh, has dealt with that, uh, adversity and decides that he's uh, you know going to continue on with his new self and he's going to be nice to everybody and still show up to OTAs and 
not yell at his receivers anymore and not call them names and stuff like that. If he decides to do that after one year of attrition, be your best self, and I can I can kind of cheer for you again. Go on. But this year, I want to be able to pull up these arguments I have with these folks on Twitter calling Goody all sorts of names, saying that he's dumb and we suck now. I want to pull that up, and I, I want to I want to be petty about it. Um, yeah, that's it. I, I want to be on record saying that, and I'm probably going to call back very shortly uh, about uh, the the AI picture thing you were talking about. Okay. So this is exactly what I talked about yesterday, and maybe that's why you're saying this, but this is exactly what I mean about some of the anger we harbor toward something is actually just out of frustration of other people. So Dakota is now going to be down south cheering and jeering against the Jets because of how stupid people are who are talking to him about Aaron Rodgers and Brian Gutekunst. And just to spite them, screw Rodgers and screw the Jets. I'm telling you, that's how it goes. Yeah. Hey, hello again. This is Dakota, that nerd in Tennessee. So, the, I think that idea that you had, Ryan, about kind of creating an AI thing, picture, uh, something, avatar for mm. every for all the callers, I think that's awesome. Um, I'm excited. About now, that. I think what you should do, though, is every time you finish one, of course, you're going to go through tons of iterations. And if you're as anal as I am about it, you know, I've, I've messed with AI art and stuff like that. Uh, by no means am I any good at it. And will I probably never put in, I will probably never put in enough time to be good at it. But, you know, just to, to kind of get the art out, you know, that, that I want to come out of the, the AI generator. Um, it, it took several iterations, many, many, many tries. Um, but anyway, I digress. Whenever you pick your favorite one of all of the callers, you should release them one at a time okay. on on Facebook and, and, and Twitter. Okay. And uh, I just I, that would be awesome. And eventually you can put them in a collage, I guess, that mm-hmm. says that spells Packernet after dark. I don't know. But... Uh, no, I just, I, I can't wait. That's actually really freaking cool. Uh, anyway, good luck with that. I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully that actually happening, because um, that would be pretty cool. All right, y'all. Peace. So I did play with it a little bit. I haven't solicited any uh, requests, because I'm not still not sure the best way to go about doing that. I, I don't think having people call in sporadically for that is going to be good for the show or even the best way to go about doing that, so... Uh, again, let's not. I'm scrolling forever to get to it because I've been working on a lot of other stuff here. So I've got the first iteration of uh, Trucker Bob, and um, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. We're we're gonna <laughs> got a. Uh, so I I just did my own. I, I came up with a couple adjectives. Obviously, I just typed in Trucker Bob, so they got some stuff down. I put Packers fans. So we got some guys with. Packers hats on and stuff, but I, I kind of like it. I like it a little bit. So I'll, I'll continue playing with it a little bit and uh, try to flesh out exactly how this is going to go. But I'm, I am excited about it. I might be, me and you might be the only ones. I don't know, but um, we'll continue this for sure. And um, keep an eye out on Facebook and Twitter. I might just drop a thread there and just say, you know, comment. Just let me know. Give, give me a caller and put a description. You can do 
a hundred of them, you can do one of them. I don't really care. And let's just see what what comes out. And I'll probably just respond to yours and just see what it looks like. That might even be kind of a fun way to do it. You you give me a description, I'll put it in, and then I'll get you some results or a result or something. So keep an eye out for that. You guys have a good rest of your night. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.